Hold a seat at the bar to join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Hosts Tans and Jess and me bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and diehard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 12.20, The Murphy Mafia, where we are covering the novel Blood Rites. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. You don't like flying, do you? Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 28. Justin arrives at Wolf Lake to find Murphy at her family reunion. Murphy introduces Harry to her mother and sister and finds out that the man her sister is engaged to is her second ex-husband. Kincaid contacts them and lets them know the Red Cross has shown up to the homeless shelter where the vampires are nesting. So, Dresden arrives at Wolf Lake Park and the Murphy family gathering. This is quite the event, it seems. Like, they've got a giant TV set up to a generator with, a foot- with, with football playing. Like, lots of sports happening with the kids. And they also even have a bouncy house. <laughs> like, this is a massive affair and only for, like, one afternoon. This is insane. I'm Like, they must have, mu- like, just a shit ton of money to spend. Well, if the whole family's contributing. Yeah. Was, how much is a bouncy castle, really? Yeah, I mean, a few hundred bucks or something like that. I don't know. But, yeah, exactly. I mean, for... And again, like, for a day, I'm sure the bouncy house people make, like, you know... If you don't want it for like a weekend, they have like it booked for this day and that day. And, you know, they're getting their money's worth out of it there. I mean, as with renting out anything, I want it for four hours on a Sunday. All right, here you go. I mean, I am impressed that they have got this like enormous TV. Right. And it's a 2004 TV. So it's not like really flat. It's got that like really heavy. By enormous. I imagine it's got a two foot box attached to the back of the screen. Yeah, something. I mean, yeah, flat screens were only really coming out around then. You needed a dolly to get that shit out there, even with the generator. I was going to say, yeah. You've got a whole family of men. Carry it. (laughs) Well, and they very well might have done that too. I mean, like I said, I haven't done a lot of family reunion type things, but I mean, we've never had like a TV set set up for one so I'm like I do kind of admire the commitment to that to getting this thing and a generator out there to play and and I mean I guess local stations but you're also getting you know you haven't like plugged in a VCR to play something you're watching college football 
So you've also well, got air, to have some kind of air TV would would have been built in there. They they didn't go to digital at that point. I don't think. I guess, but yeah, like rabbit some, ears are there too. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Like I mean, I say if you if your local station is playing the local ball or something. Yeah, it's just it's it's impressive it, to it have this whole setup. Way more like a a tailgate party than a family reunion to me. Right? Wouldn't you want to talk to your family if you haven't seen them? Well, I guess be, not in this in this case. Well, not. maybe or like. I how be judging these guys if I saw them in the park, though. Really? You couldn't go one afternoon without TV, really? Right. Just stay home. But this is their whole bonding thing, I guess, is to watch... The, you know, I I, uh, I don't know. know when someone is like, we're going to do our family reunion in the park. And someone else is like, okay, well, I'm going to be on my phone the whole time. Yeah. Okay, exactly. well, I'm bringing a TV. We're watching college football no matter where you make us party. How about them sports teams? No right? Thing. But who knows? It's hard to say for sure how many of these are local or not too, right? So maybe this is like family reunion, but not in the sense of like, we only see each other. Although I think she says annual. So apparently this happens once a year, but... You know, maybe they don't have as much to talk about. And, yeah, they know. could still be hanging out all the time. Clearly, as we'll learn, some are coming in from New Orleans and who knows where else. But maybe a good chunk of them is still spending the majority of the year together. So, yeah. And doesn't need a whole afternoon to catch up. I still I feel know. like yeah, yeah, it's a little bit much. Also, since this is American, they're two weeks out from Thanksgiving, right? Two or three weeks out from Thanksgiving. It seems a little early to be... We must watch the football game and all see each other and it has to be yeah, now. Yeah, but they're crazy. Like Casey, it does say that they're watching some kind of college ball. And Americans are like crazy nuts over this kind of a thing too. Like we don't invest nearly as much, I don't feel, in like our high school sports and our college. Like people are interested and they go and they watch. And I mean, it's good for the athletes who want to move on. But it's not very often I go somewhere and they're watching our local university team or something. I'm pretty well, sure none of that. But yeah, down I don't there, think I could actually meant like identify any of right, the UFC like, teams. But. Friday night, the Dinos. That's all I know. Go Dinos. I don't know For if that's you, all of their teams. That's Calgary's. That's all really? I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know that. Yeah, I don't know if that's everything there or if that's just. All I know is like the stamps, and they are like the pros. So yeah, and the pros I get. But like I say, right, is is. Yeah, American one from a much younger eight varsity. Like we don't ever talk about varsity ball and blah blah blah. And nobody's like, oh yeah, I was on my varsity volleyball team, right? But down there, everything is like a Letterman jacket and like the varsity team and the junior varsity and the. I feel like like. Or are those our conceptions of Americans? Is that true? I, I don't. Our conceptions I don't know. are accurate. <laughs> everything about everything is all correct the time. and accurate and real, uh, right? When I was down there, I not once saw a varsity jacket. Not once. High School Musical okay. was filmed in a real high school in America, okay? <laughs> right. And that's what their high schools look okay, like. Okay, maybe not the varsity. Maybe that is more. But the fact that it does exist that much more than it does here, I think speaks to the fact that they are more invested in it. Like, fine, okay, maybe not everyone's running around in a it's Letterman a jacket. But yeah, right? Like, exactly. Like, I mean, my ex at any given weekend, exactly. You could tune into like college basketball and this and that. I'm like, I'm not running around with all the Canadian ones going, oh my God. I will know, say, I, I know a lot of Canadians who do watch the American college. But it's yeah. the American but college. Yeah, we're not ball, watching not, our own personal. Yeah, like, own. yeah, it's it's not as big of a thing here. But so, yeah, if you're into the sports and you want to yeah. watch and you, you can't go a weekend without. I got to listen to fantasy football bullshit <laughs> every goddamn day. Yeah. They're, they're just better funded. Yeah, whatever yeah. the reason, Clearly. whatever the reason, whether it's, yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's my point. So I'm like, I can kind of see that, yeah, this would be a big deal. That Clearly, they have the audience for it. People are dragging TVs into parks. Into parks. <laughs> And I like that it's Wolf Lake Park too. Like we haven't been to Wolf Lake since since 
the alphas. Since the alphas. Although I'm trying to remember now. Was no, that wasn't where he met Bigfoot, was it? That wasn't Wolf. No, Lake. no, he went up to Michigan. Went, like, way, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. He had to go way up into the middle of like some, yeah, but yeah. He just saw some like weird old old lady and ran from the FBI in Wolf Lake Park. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. 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 There was there was that bit, but. Uh, so anyways, yes, there is. I, I do like how it's been claimed in the name of God and Clan Murphy. <laughs> so there's a few of them, indeed. And one of those uh, TV-watching men sees Harry and asks him, asks him, what are you doing here? <laughs> kind of rude. Okay, this guy park. here. It's a park. It's a public park. As a cop, you should know anyone's allowed to be in the public park. I get it. You shouldn't go really saddling up to random strangers and, oh, I'm sitting at this picnic bench because it's a public park. It doesn't matter that you guys are also using this picnic bench but at the same time like he gets aggressive way faster you should normally just wait and see if someone's gonna fuck off a little bit give him a second i brought a tv and a bouncy castle to a public park that's weird i am gonna stare at and judge at them for a minute they're pretty hostile to one another, though, at least. Like, Dresden is, like, really quick to be like, yeah, fuck off. Dresden's such a dick. I was gonna say, he's, you know, like, he's normally, yeah, I don't lock authority in this and that. But in this kind of instance, like, it does seem a little more aggressive. Dresden's not usually that harsh to just the average. And again, it's not even like he stumbled into this and doesn't know what is going on. You specifically came to this park to find Murphy at her family reunion. You know that. And I and if I, there's hundreds of people that, that are in this family, you don't know everybody. I think Styrofoam Cooler Guy has a point, though. Like, you said, I mean, Dresden even says it himself. I mean, this big, tall guy and a, like, beat-up, battered guy in his big black leather duster is just, like, looming and lurking and gawking. I mean, like you say... There's a lot of kids here, too, and stuff like that. It's not even just some kind of adult gathering. Is yeah, if somebody wandered into the middle, granted, I wouldn't yeah, necessarily... He does know. sort of sound like a predator. It's, it's, it's yeah. a little bit weird, like... And his thought process right now is, gee, I hope none of these guys have learned that I'm on the run for Emma's murder. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So let me start off by being a bit more... He's such like, a dick. Again, the internal monologue I get, I could be like... I could feel like being that you like, you know, just in your mind being like, fuck off. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, but the fact that he's like vocalizing it the same way is kind of like, you're not really helping yourself. Um, and the way that the guy capitulates so easy in the end, right? Like they're just about coming to blows here. And then he's like, I'm sure to see Murphy. Oh, no problem. Let me point you directly in the direction of the small little, like, yes, she can take care of herself, but I don't know who this big, large looming man is. Who's, who's gawking at our family thing. And let me just take you immediately. You know, no questioning there about like, where does she know you from? Like why? Or let me go find her and see if she wants me to. Are we setting up Dresden's mental state or are we setting up the guy with the cooler for his, his personality? Yeah. It's hard to tell. I could understand if you are, as we'll learn, a lot of the Murphys are cops in law enforcement. Yeah. You might have heard that Murphy hangs out with a weirdo. <laughs> you might already be aware. Oh, you're that weirdo. I'll go get Murph. Let her. Yeah, let you be her problem. Well, that too is, again, he's not exactly that nondescript or anything either. Like, you'd think if, yeah, they know. But like you say, because whether they're all local or not, because he does peg this guy's law enforcement right off the bat, you know, about the way he carries himself and the whole thing, you know. So I'm like, yeah, you'd think you're right that some of them might be a little bit aware that this is Murphy's consultant slash friend slash really like the thought did cross my mind while I was reading this like Dresden just you're 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 not invited to this just be polite and say exactly. I'm here I'm here for Murphy because that would have just been easier instead of being an, a it's, dick out yeah it's, but the other guy also did start it off by being like hey bitch get out of our park well you can't 
talk like that. It is a public park. He could have come off a little less and been like, uh, hey, can I, what's up, man? You need something from us? There's a lot of instant button pushing on each side. Right? Like, But yes, that moment instantly when, you know, you can just be a little more polite. Why take chances? Fuck you, trust me. Like, yeah, yeah, right? Like, I mean, that is kind of funny. And like, that's the thing, right? Like, that's the kind of thing I would be like under my breath, like in my head, you know. But he wasn't really, though. Cooler guy was not. He's just like, hey there. Hey, he's like, mind if I ask what you're doing here? And that's immediately when he starts and he's like, yes. It's like, okay, come on. But it was like, you know, and I think he's fair. I don't think he's that aggressive to start. He's like, hey, we're having a thing he here. He masked vibes like, with Dresden. Well, yeah, he's like, oh, it's it's public place or whatever. And he's like, that we've reserved for a funk. You know what I mean? Like, he is at first being like, yeah, it's a public place. You can't. But again, if you were just passing through, nobody would have said boo. You know, so I'm like, yeah, no, I think it's definitely more on Dresden. As soon Dresden as you stop and lurk. The huge, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely on him that did that. His snarky replies to really what would have been a reasonable question, you know? No, Harry was overall the dick in this situation. I think yeah. he was. I agree. But yeah, the other guy just doesn't take him very long to fall in with it and be like, okay, look, that's the way you want to play it. <laughs> I'll do you a favor. I'll call the ambulance first. <laughs> well, at least it keeps it interesting. It's not just like... And she's over there. Okay. It, it does a little bit, and like you say, it gives a setup for the feel of it. But again, it was just one of those things that was not out of character, but out of character. Right. You know, he's playing nice for a second. Yeah, usually he's got more reason to like. Again, like you, you, you've gone into the the um, super villains expo meeting or whatever, right? Of course, you're going to be a dick because everybody there is. But it's like. This is a family well, function for, like, your quote-unquote best friend. You're just going to go in and start being an asshole? Like, that would be where you'd be polite, Dresden. <laughs> and we've seen him try to show respect to law enforcement earlier on, too. When he goes to the police precinct, he's trying to be like, oh, hi, security person. Hi, receptionist. Hi, like, I just want to talk to Murphy. How you doing? Yeah, Have a good day. Yeah. What's up, Rollins? They all think I'm kind of crazy or a charlatan. Let's not exactly right. more ammo or whatever. But yeah. as soon as he's like, oh, an off-duty cop? Yeah, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't do Shit right now. Where's no, your badge? What are you gonna do? Call the cops? What are you gonna do? Huh? Oh, I'm just standing here. You can't do it. I'm just standing here. They're literally on the run for murder right now. <laughs> but they don't know. Which is like his afterthought. Once he's been belligerent and getting this guy all riled up, then he's like, wait, maybe I should scale it back and not in case somebody calls it in. Don't commit crimes when you're already committing a crime. <laughs> don't piss off cops if you have a warrant. Don't give them a reason to search your car if it like. It's so funny. Just shut up. <laughs> right? Murphy finds Harry first, and he is shooketh when he sees her. She is in a dress. Yeah. Well, we get a review of Murphy's boy, boys club plight and her, and a, a, sort of a review of her credentials. Yeah, it goes over everything. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't normally dress too feminine, but her mom made her this dress. I feel, though, if you knew that you were going to be potentially stopped to go fight some vampires, you might have worn jeans. Right. Oh, and there's some, like, no awareness on her mother's part for making this dress for her. Like, <laughs> like wow. I, like, if you know your daughter at all, like, she's not going to be comfortable in this dress. This part so totally makes me think of, like, fried green tomatoes when the, the, the character Iggy, like, the one of the main characters. I haven't is, seen it, it so long. Oh. When, she's, when she's young, she, like, has to wear this dress and she, like, tantrums and, like, hides in a tree because she doesn't want to wear the dress. And, like, this it. is what I think of as Murphy thinking while she's wearing this dress is like, fuck this shit. For our younger audience, if you've ever seen She's the Man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan is forced to go to a debutante's ball and she eats with her mouth open because she has to wear a nice, pretty little, like, flower girl dress. That Lindsay works Lohan too. is in that movie too? <laughs> is it? 
no, that's, it was that's Amanda. Um, oh, it is Amanda Bynes. You're right. It is Amanda Bynes. Bynes, yeah. Sorry, not Lindsay Lohan. Amanda Bynes. So, for you younger crowd, <laughs> I'm sure there's also a Treehouse or Disney Channel version of it too. <laughs> that was not Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> for shame! For shame! For shame! Whatever. Uh, they look a lot. Uh, yes, <laughs> which is just a reiteration of a Shakespeare play, anyways. Mm-hmm. It's everything is <laughs> okay, but I I do and I don't disagree with that because, like I say, he comes like well. First of all, I, I I do like that it takes him a minute that he completely glosses over and has to start looking again because he doesn't think he's seen her until she's like hello, and then he's like holy fuck. But yeah, you're right. He even though they are sort of friends, he really only ever sees her in a professional sense. And again, that's where she, like you say, wears her hair short. Because again, we've always been described as Murphy's having like these shorter, punkier haircuts. You know, it's never before been as explicitly stated that maybe that's not entirely her choice. That maybe she would wear her hair a little longer. Maybe she would wear her hair a little more feminine. Maybe she would be a little more girly if she wasn't trying to compete all the time and hold this place and have to give this image, right? So. Again, I don't know that I necessarily see Murphy as completely anti-dress, as just it's not as practical for her and it's not usually her first choice. And there is always the chance she's going to get called in or she'd rather run off. And I just saw that because of the embarrassment that she that, that she's embarrassed about the dress. I guess she's, a, well, I think it's partially Dresden's reaction to it because he's not used to it. I think him kind of going, holy cow, Murph, that, you know, like, again... Even if she is used and to wearing dresses, she's not used time, to front of She's on a motorcycle in leathers. Like. Yeah, yeah. So, I like, but like I mean, I, I see it sort of complicated ha- woman. She's got a lot of sides to her. Exactly, yeah. But I she, see it a little bit happening. She says she doesn't like this dress. She does say, I hate these kinds of things. But I will say there's obviously a thousand different versions of dresses out there in the world, right? I own, you know, maybe ten dresses and I only like the way I look in one of them. So I never wear dresses either. But every now and again, there's an event that calls for me to wear a dress anyways, right? So Murphy might have a collection that she's like, all right, this is fine. And my mom made me this. I have no choice but to wear this. And these ones, fuck these ones. Well, and exactly, right? And it could also be that, you know, Murphy used to like or whatever, right? So her mom, not so much that her mom doesn't know her at all, but just being like, like, oh, and she was, or you look pretty, you know, like, same thing. The Our same way your grandma keeps buying you the same things you loved when you were 10 up until you're 30. Maybe, maybe, yeah, exactly, right. Or, again, that we, not that that's, yeah, drawing on anything. <laughs> we're three days into the advent calendar. I don't think Mirror Mackenzie are really needing any of these things yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, yeah, maybe just, again, that she knows you know, whatever. You look really good in this, or this suits you, or you do, or, you know, just- That's just moms, though, right? Like, moms often buy you things you do not need and would not like, because they're like, I thought this would be good for you, and you're like, yeah, thanks. I apologize. That's more the point I was going to make, is that because she was talking earlier about being close to her mom and and trying to draw some of that closeness back together and whatever, that that would be why she would be maybe more inclined to- She's trying to please mama. Yeah, not that it's such a chore, but like, oh, my mom did make this for me that's sweet and you know and whatever but yeah anyways yes it's it's not normal everyday wear for murphy and we find out anyways that she did know she was maybe gonna have to go running off and she did bring a change of clothes so poo poo on your hole she'd be wearing jeans thing still though she exactly did come prepared <laughs> i know she had a change i mean of clothes, it's not like she I, still- I was really hoping she was gonna battle vampires in a floral dress come on that would be fucking awesome that uh, would be awesome i mean frankly once we get there i think it gets better than that anyways yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, it's not like she just showed up to this thing and all of a sudden her mom was like, here, but, I, you know, it's like she went knowing full well and she brought the side clothes, so. 
So Harry does let Murphy know that he's located the vampires and updates her on the situation with Emma's murder. Uh, Murphy needs to talk to her mother and sister before they leave, though. Murphy's greeting with her mother is, like, stiff and awkward at best. And, and Murphy and Harry sort of sort notice the pavilion starting to clear out. Like, well, that's a little bit weird. Awkward. So weird. <laughs> like... The way my family works is I've got a monopoly on all of their personal space. It doesn't matter who I sit next to or go to. I can sit on their lap. I can push them out of the way. I can take their chair. And this crowd is like, run, run as far away as you can. (laughs) These two presences are not supposed to be near each other at all. And I'm like, yikes, I got problems. The the medic force has been reversed. now. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) You would think that they were like in a crowd in one little area that's like close enough for earshot, like all whispering. It's like somebody called a bomb threat in on there. Which admittedly seems really weird at first. As soon as the conversation starts to unfold, though... Harry's like, I should have run, too. (laughs) You discover that it's not really a whole lot to do with with Mama Murphy and Murph. It has a whole lot more to do with... Lisa, who's your guest? Yeah, when she suddenly clues into that whole thing. And I mean, yeah, awkward? Like, this is... Like, obviously, so obviously Murphy and Lisa have a falling out. No, no. Well, yeah, the, their own strat. And I mean, again, as someone who's got a sister who's like 10 years her junior, it is awkward sometimes to relate to things and exactly, you know, some of the things that she's just doing now. I'm like, yeah, been there, done that like a can decade you, ago. Can you imagine, though, like if your sister no, and her husband split up that yeah. you would like jump right in there and just that's like- what's weird. And it again, at least she didn't jump right in there. No, they they no, had no. some weird circumstances for encountering like, each other. And however, to actually even say anything, like how you do not date sibling now, partners. I don't care how long you've been divorced. The whole point of you divorced him. They can do it. Nah, your sister's a piece of shit. Yeah, well, yeah. and I mean, granted, neither of us would want each other's exes. <laughs> in, in all fairness, at least it sounds like maybe this guy might be, you know, like there wasn't anything innately wrong with him. He wasn't a piece of shit. They just disagree. They had different goals or what? If I tell my sister someone's a piece of shit, ride or die. That's all she needs to know. Okay, yes, yes. Or go meet a- him yourself and come up with your own conclusions. I'm not familial. I'm talking objectively. No, uh, fuck this guy. He sucks. <laughs> objectively, he does not sound like the biggest asshole of all assholes. So there is that small bit going for him that at least he is. But yes, dating Especially like your sisters, but yeah, ex- I mean, and it, not even just an ex-boyfriend, but your ex-husband. It's- the yuck between the two sisters, though, is what it sets up. Well, and that that too, right? When you want to get down and like, oh yeah, I've Excluding slept with him. Their, like, yeah, it's just like oh god, this is awful to read. Like, Ew. well, and that's the thing. It's not even just like oh, we dated for a bit. Maybe he kissed your sister, but you know, it's like they were married. You know darn well that yeah, and to think like now I'm banging your baby sister too. It's just like that again, right? Is I would just not want to draw that family tree. I'd be like, okay, draw to Murphy and then scribble it out and draw to Lisa. (laughs) Yeah. Awkward. It it definitely, definitely gets weird and awkward. And I think my note on here is yikes. Yikes. Well, and my note is yuck. The fact, why would Rich want the baby sister? Why would the baby sister want Rich? Hey, the heart wants what the heart wants. Is I think the point they're trying to make. Yeah. People suck. (laughs) Like attracts like. But we know already that aside from this is that they already had their tip, right? Because she's already been disparaging her sister. You know, she's already making fun of the way she dresses and the way she talks. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not all just 
this is just we had definitely more like on pre- top. pre-established tension because they they both go right for the kill even before she finds out about like who the, the he, uh, well she yeah she know well she didn't know because I think didn't she know there was supposed to be something yeah, about she knew it was gonna be a fiance she didn't know who it yeah. was because she starts introducing Dresden and then goes what the fuck are you doing here yeah 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 exactly they are, right. I think they like like already like thrown around the. He insults. A little bit, yeah, but that's what I mean. It wasn't so much that, as I was going to say, she didn't know who it was, but she didn't know, like you say, that there was a fiance. So it wasn't even so much like, like, yeah, she didn't even like look at his face. Far, yeah. Because she didn't give a fuck about who the fiance was. So she's like, I'm not even going to look over there until I really have to. There's a Taylor Swift lyric, though. And it's like, they say move on, but you know I won't. And woman like hunting witches too, doing your dirtiest work for you. It's obvious that wanting me dead has really brought you two together. Like just Ooh. the fact that Rich and Lisa just don't even uh, like, fuck that Murphy chick. <laughs> she wouldn't even have kids with me. She wouldn't even have kids with you. What the hell? Right. And yeah, there probably is some of that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Bonding over the, you know, like she didn't My want sister me. My sister sucks. Your sister sucks. Yeah, exactly. Right. But at least, again, Rich does seem to have a little bit, like, he does also seem to recognize this is awkward, and he's not just totally, like, you know, whereas Lisa's like, you didn't want him, I can recognize her, you know, Rich At is least like, he has some self-awareness that yeah, way. Yeah, he's like, okay, like, dude, he did, away at some, yeah, he's at like, point, like, Lisa, this is not really, like, The difference on. between dating the 30-year-old sister and the 20-year-old sister. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and stuff like that. Probably likes the attention, but it's still like, oh, well, well, let's let's just pull you out of here. Well, even, <laughs> you know, even as, as cringe and mean that I think mom Murphy gets in this scene of what well, you didn't want him. What's that's not their fault. What they they're just supposed to whatever. She does still insult Rich too, and she's like, "Oh, Dresden, another adult here. Thanks, because she understands that even Rich is being a little oh, bit of a baby here. I totally yeah. missed that because they started, you know, building up to blows and insulting each other. And Dresden's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! How about we finish the introduction so I know what team I want to be on? <laughs> yeah, so I know who to duck. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right." So Mama Murphy's like, thank you, only other adult in the room. So she does a little bit stomp on Rich as well in that moment, too. She's not like, oh, Rich, you're so perfect and lovely and everything you do is great. I like that she's a little bit like, okay, you are all being fucking idiots right now. Mama Murphy is a really interesting character because she doesn't... Loves her daughter. Super opinionated, does love... Yeah. Absolutely loves Murphy, but absolutely loves Lisa and does not let the two clearly stomp one or the other, (laughs) apparently. Even if it should. And this is this really weird, like, doesn't lack of support though like you don't that's what i mean doesn't though, support the, the decisions but loves yeah you, you're right like in her love for lisa she's allowing her to walk all over murphy and so it's like as long as she can still love lisa she absolutely loves murphy but for me i feel it's a little conditional for me totally like you can't have one without the other and she's trying really hard to do both and i'm like no one of them fucked up and you're putting the blame on murphy right now and i don't think that's fair and she yeah she doesn't support her decisions like she knows that like murphy loves being in the police force and, and even we get murphy's all oh, well, we're Irish Catholic. The fact that I've been divorced twice is like the biggest sin in the world. So you get a little bit more of Mama Murphy. Like, you're not even supposed to get divorced once. You got divorced twice. Now your sister wants to get married and you've got an issue again. But nah. Just settle and be a housewife because that's going to make you really happy. No kidding. No. Welcome to the 21st century. Mama well, Murphy. I feel that's exactly what she said. But she was like, that's what Rich wanted to do. And you weren't interested in that. So can you blame him for wanting to move off? So she doesn't say like, you should have just done what your man wanted. And you should have just 
stayed home and had kids. You know, I don't feel like she puts it that way at all or anything like that. But yeah, just more the, the point. That, I mean, and I feel like she does try to stop because they start going at each other. And she does say like, because, you know, Murphy's like, well, she dresses like a whore. She might as well talk like, you know, and her mom's like, okay, cut that shit out right now. Okay. Like she doesn't let them just, you know. But the admission of guilt here for me is that everyone clearly knew about Rich and did not warn Murphy. And that's Murphy's that's problem. admission that you know some shit is shady. That, yeah, but... Does she or does she not have a point? And I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit devil's advocate here because, yeah, it would probably be a whole lot different if I was in these shoes and these I circumstances. Think everyone plays a really dangerous gray line area for, for all of them. Yeah, but, you know, again, like her mom's point, and I don't feel like she's Family trying. Family makes it complicated. <laughs> I don't feel like she's trying to use it as a cop out, but she's like, I, I didn't really feel it was my place, whether that's right or wrong. That was her take on it. So she's like, I, we all thought Lisa should be the one to tell you because Lisa was the one who's now dating and engaged to your former fiance. So in some ways, yeah, it, I think the onus was a bit on her to be like, so sis, I hooked up with your man, right? I disagree. We've all got the family member that we know is going to fuck up no matter what. And we're not going to put the onus on them forever covering their tracks and owning up to it. We all go behind their back and we're like, hey, <laughs> this one cousin is never going to get their shit together. They've bought their 15th dog and they've given up their 14th dog, right? So we don't like, I'm oh, sorry, they're the ones we're going to have to go out behind they their dogs. back, right? Is exactly. So Mama is Murphy should have said something. Not, well, it was Lisa's job to tell you. No, sometimes if you know your daughter's a piece of shit, you should just tell your other daughter, your other daughter's a piece of shit. Like, Mama Murphy being all, it wasn't my place to get involved. Okay, you're kind of a shit mom. This is something you should have said. <laughs> the final straw is that Mama Murphy happens to also mention that Lisa and Rich are moving to Chicago now, too. So it's not even like they're going to be out of sight, out of mind back in New Orleans. They're coming to be here. Yeah, she, so, she can't avoid it. They mm-hmm. will be in her face on every regular family thing. Well, and forget even just family things. Murphy works in law enforcement. She is not going to be able to avoid Rich every single day. Even if the FBI's got their own building and she's got her own building, we know from TV, which is, again, the most accurate thing in the world, that the FBI and the cops have to talk to each other every day and they're in each other's office stealing each other's cases every single day. So (laughs) all the time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. She's already said it's been a while since she's talked to him. So and she made a big deal about going to this. We already know that Murphy doesn't either choose to or have the capability to attend every family function. So, yes, it's it definitely it's going to be more in her face than if they were still in New Orleans. But at the same time, I'm like, like, we all live in the same city. I do not regularly run into either one of you unless we make plans to meet up. You know, no. I don't accidentally run into you all over the place. Even in other family, I don't go to visit my niece and like run into Jess there unless we've got plans to, you know. So, I mean, I don't. I mean, yeah, I agree she- with that, but I felt, I feel if I worked at a McDonald's and you worked at a Walmart and they're in the same parking lot, the chances that we'd run into each other is a little bit higher. Yeah, That's a little bit the, higher. The law enforcement but, areas probably, mm-hmm. whether it's FBI or Yeah, I don't Chicago think she's going to run into Lisa all that often. I think it's going to be Rich she runs into way more often. Yeah, maybe. There is definitely the potential for that. And also, you live 45 minutes outside of town. Yeah, okay, fine. My cousin last- lives 45 minutes away from my house despite being in the same town. Maybe if we all lived within two or three blocks of each other, I might go over to your houses a little more everybody often. in Chicago lives two or three blocks from each other? Like, I don't see There's that. apparently a hundred of them. They're probably every three houses in Chicago. <laughs> if they're tight-knit, they might all live in the same right? neighborhood. You and, know? And if, if it's, like, a, they, they always have that, like, that, that stereotype that the police officers always, like, attend Hang the same out bars. Hang the same bar and the whole... And Murphy inherited yeah. Grandma's house. 
So there was only 10 houses when it was built, right? Her family members might be nearby in another house. Okay, he's dropped by Murphy's house, so she's never once mentioned that, you know, mom lives across the street. I'm not saying she lives across lives the down. street. Just saying that. I just, I just think Lisa he, seems the type of piece of I shit I think sister. when it works in your favor, you're happy to have the narrative look at one way, and when it disputes your point, then nobody ever talks to each other or ever sees anybody, and they're all on opposite sides. Exactly. So, like you know. any good author. <laughs> My character has siblings when they need siblings, and they don't have siblings when they don't need siblings, okay? Exactly. <laughs> they ride a motorcycle when they want to be a cool and badass, and they've never seen a motorcycle in their life when it doesn't work with the plot. Perfect. All right. Yeah. There we go. So all this goes on, and then yeah. Murphy has to take a call, so Harry chats with uh, Mama Murphy a bit. We, we learned this interesting information that uh, that SI was established with these weird cases. It didn't just suddenly spring up in the last four years since Harry existed? What? But but it was... Weird origi- shit happened before? It originally went to de- detectives called the Black Cats in the 13th Precinct. It's kind of cool. And Murphy's father was a black cat for 12 years. Not only that, we find out that, Mur- that Murphy doesn't know any of this. So she's like picked up his legacy without even knowing. Mm-hmm. Right. And is some of that... Paying a little bit for the sins of the father. Potentially. like I say, obviously lots of people in Murphy's. So some of those people that, and and I mean, I'm sure it's been established too that Murphy had enough of her own quote unquote issues, you know, standing up and defying whatever. She just gave them a reason. But again, that some of those people that were around in daddy's time are still around in her time and exactly could have also influenced where she ended up there as quickly as she did or whatever. So... Yeah, exactly. It is a very interesting... So I have to admit that that Black Cats does sound so much more cooler than being an the SI or yeah. whatever. Yeah, but it's I such a noir, all-day right. Chicago. Which is why, of course, you can't call it that anymore. That's right. just... We have to be all, like, mature and official and not, like... Clean it all up. So, no yeah. cool names. So but, no, yeah, he did all that first. Not only that, we can kind of see when she continues on the conversation that we find out that her father ended up killing himself because he couldn't handle these cases anymore. And this is probably why Mama Murphy doesn't actually overtly support Murphy in her endeavors to exactly. be in Jeez, SI and a police officer. more going on to it. The mom isn't as clueless Mama as knows. the daughter thinks all the time. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is that Murphy was still quite young. So, I mean, again, we've, we've just established that there's... There has to be a minimum of 11 years, well, 10 years between Murphy and... Because if if Murph was 11 when Dad died, Dad wasn't having any more kids after that. So Lisa had to be around by then, right? One or two. Lisa's like close to a decade below Murph. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Just one or two when he died. Does that, yeah, she'd have absolutely almost no recollection because she would have been... Recollection because she would have been like a baby baby kind of a thing, right? And yeah, that again, Murphy herself not being terribly old. Although I just, I'm sure I've thought of this before, but it just clued in again when they're saying that he was 11 when she died is also when she started the Aikido. So mm-hmm. was that because of, as of, or had she started that? Mm, and then that's later, a good point. A little, a little yeah, I, I work out your aggression I, therapy. Right, maybe that was. I do wonder though, I mean, this whole, you know, he shot himself at his desk one night. The pressure just got too much. I think it's not a spoiler to say how suspicious as fuck that comes across. Even well, the first time I read it. it. It does sound like a setup. Like It seems like, really? Here's that's the first what happened. version. It does make oh, you no. wonder a lot with exactly, and even like Dresden's whole thing. Dresden's just like, my mom died giving birth, and then little bit by little bit, every book, there's like a tiny nice little interclue somewhere else. That Nobody just it, dies in a fantasy it, novel. Was exactly, you know. And again, given all the 
circumstance and the thing and the whatever is yeah it it piques that interest to be like because it totally could have been i mean let's face it we all know you know that is a very very high pressure job and that a lot of cops do struggle with you know, you're going to get PTSD and, and you're going to get problems in addition all the, Yeah, exactly well, right. You're, you're so, handling all these cases that nobody's going to believe you and on yeah, anyway. And you can't even go to a therapist about it. And yeah. up on, yeah, exactly. Right. Like Completely unsupported. Added on top. And he can't, White like, Council would have a branch for that. I, yeah. Yeah, supernatural therapy. They, they've proven so, you know, sympathetic and supportive so far. Yeah, it's in this, the MIB, they, like, m- mind eraser is what their version is. Yeah, you, right. You shall not remember this. <laughs> Except they don't even have that much for them. You don't even actually get to forget all of it. But, yeah. Yep. Whatever. It's a complicated situation. And I can understand, too, from, again, the whole, well, my husband did actually confide in me. So I do know about some little bit of weird, sketchy shit in the world that Murphy doesn't want to talk to me about. And my husband had to, like, then kill himself over it. So you can understand why I don't want Murphy involved in a life that might lead her to the same pathway. But, But she also gives us that twist. That is like, because I know, I know Murphy needs to protect me from it. So I pretend I don't know how dangerous her work. I pretend I don't know. So, right? That parallels, right? It's kind of that double. Is like the early attitude that Dresden has towards Murphy. Yeah, a little bit. Because he won't tell her anything because he's trying to protect her too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole thing, exactly right. Where, where... You know, she is more aware, so she's like, these are kind of the roles we play. And I mean, I think that's very valid in in family life and stuff like that, too. And especially that mother-child or parent-child role or whatever, right? Is that, uh, you know, Murphy thinks she's doing good. Murphy thinks she's... So, yeah, not so much... Yeah, well, I I guess you meant paralleling Dresden and Murphy's and Murphy and her mom. Not that... So I took it, yeah, the other way around. But yeah, Murphy's doing to her mom what Dresden did to her kind of a Mm -hmm. thing. That, yeah, I'm not telling you more about it. And yeah, she knows more than, but, but yeah, I just found that was like an interesting thing too, that she's Everyone's like. Everyone's trying to protect everyone yeah, by not telling the truth. I sort of give her a hard time and I tell her, oh, you shouldn't do this because yeah, because she thinks that, you know, I only know it's Ignorance is bliss. Scary. The exactly, more ignorant yeah. I am, the more blissful I am. And she can at least be happy that she's taking on the burden alone and isn't letting it spread out to her family. That's right. Mom thinks, yeah, I'm just keeping her safe from the guns and the knives and not all the other things she doesn't know mm-hmm. out there. And I found it a very redeeming moment for the mother because that was like, okay, <laughs> minimally, this explains why you're wow. not. I never knew you had such a hate on for Mama Murphy. I'm, I'm kind just of realizing it in this moment. <laughs> I kind of like Mom. Well, yeah, she fixes his burger the way she likes it. No, I get that. She does her. try to be good. I just this whole Lisa thing is unforgivable to me. It, that and it, I don't have any like none of my siblings have ever dated any of my exes and I've never dated any of those I don't know anyone in my family who's ever done that to any of each other I just see it happen you know am I the asshole on reddit every day that comes up and I'm like how do people keep doing this to their siblings yeah, yeah. how does this happen I can't, I can't really conceive of it myself like put myself it, in that circumstance and be like no it I, definitely I can't does seem I just, I a really weird thing if my sister mm-hmm. was dating someone or a cousin or even my best friend was dating someone and I just had like the wedding bells that's my soulmate I've I love them so much. Like, okay, I got to be friends with them. My sister, my friend, whoever has gotten to them first. I'm not conniving of some plan. I got to get him broken up. I got to be with him. I got to, like, this is, like, the most important things in the world. We're meant to be together. Even if they break up and I'm waiting the next day on his doorstep, like, oh, my gosh, I waited till you were broken up. Hi, nice to meet you. At least bite the bullet and, like, be honest. Be like, hey, I have feelings here and I need to talk to you about this. I just no, I think crush them immediately. It's not yes, your yes. job to ruin other people's relationship. Or I again, think- she didn't ruin it. She didn't try to break them up. I just think it's still weird to have 
found him and run into him and not immediately like spat in his face and been like, fuck you and what you did to my sister. Yeah, because I was going to say it wasn't like she was pining for him the whole time. I think this is a very set, you know, distinct set of circumstances several years because Harry has known Murphy for several years now and he had no idea there was one husband, let alone two. So we know this is sort of well in her past. This is not a recent thing. So five, six years minimum since, you know, probably her last divorce, let's assume. Right. So, yeah. He's three because she hasn't been married for a while. But Dresden has known her. Yeah, but notice since restoration of faith. Okay. So that's five years pre-Stormfront. Okay. Oh, I assumed since Stormfront because there's like that gap between the, the the short story that doesn't actually say if he knows like that it mentions marriage. Shh. And I know Stormfront. She's definitely not married at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. She could have been married in restoration of faith. She could have been going through that divorce during then. Yeah. Yeah. She could have been or whatever. But yeah. Point being is that. Yeah. We know it's been a few years, obviously, and no mention of it at all. So, but yeah, so point being is that, yes, it is a very strange set of circumstances where you can be like, well, Lisa and Rich didn't plan. They didn't know. It was just one of those things that kind of happened. But yeah, like I say, it, it does still seem very strange to me. Exactly. Because anybody I would look at with that, knowing that you had dated or were I mean, with or even under the most amicable of breakups would still just be like this is weird <laughs> we've got just a couple million in our own city and american cities are dealing with like 30 million per city you got more options than <laughs> i married your sister <laughs> but again look at what those options are maybe you might go with the ones that have been at least semi-vetted first <laughs> I mean, it does speak to both Terrible. of their characters in this way. Like, is really what it does. It's kind of like, well, I don't know. I mean, Butcher did a questionable. Butcher did a great job of laying down who the fuck these people are, <laughs> and I don't like them. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're not really my favorite people. Uh-uh. No, Lisa's kind of a skank. She is. Mama Murphy does not upset me as much as you are suddenly. But and I think it's hard too. I think when you've got and I, I, I feel like this. This feels like the difference between my mom and my stepmom. Sorry, my stepmom wouldn't tell me if my sister started dating my ex-fiance. She'd be like, that's, yeah, he was free and available. (laughs) Like, whereas I think my mom, hopefully you would call and tell me if my sister started dating my ex-fiance. Well, yes. Or husband or whatever the hell. I feel like, yes, that would not stay a secret for long. And I think, yeah, somebody would. But I just, regardless of who, what, when, where... I, I find it strange. I don't know. And I don't I like, like it. This. And in if that's your ways. family dynamic, I don't like it. Jim Butcher has done a, a really, really nice job. And the reason why I'm saying this, like a, an effective job. The polarizing? Because the, of the response that both of you are having. Yeah. And, and mm. Very effective writing if you can do this. Yeah. Well, I'm, As someone who doesn't have children and has no loyalty to anyone in the universe... I think Mama Murph is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And as a mother who has kids to protect and comes from a large family, I don't think it's always so cut and dried. I think that, and I think there's more than just four kids. I feel like this is like a six, seven person family, you know? So yeah, when you've got that many kids and you're trying to, like, I look at what my own mother goes through trying to keep track of all our lives and who's doing what. And when we bitch about each other, the position that that puts her in. You know, and yeah, you're right. Some of it is like, well, you never did that for us. We were all, and I do have that Lisa who is 10 years younger than me. That is the baby of the family that is going through. How do you choose and how do you, and I mean, I think she's fair to a point. Like who wants to get in the middle of that? Who wants to be the one to be, you know, you're dating her. You go tell your sister that you're dating her ex. See, this all adds to my comment that he's (laughs) done an effective job of polarizing opinions. Yeah. To make this a very complex situation. Like, well, the reality is when I read this book the first time, I didn't give a fuck about this moment. I was like, move on. Let's get to the vampire slaying. <laughs> yeah. 
Which, speaking on, Murphy comes back and we learn that the person on the other end of the phone was Kincaid. And props to Kincaid and Murphy for having exchanged phone details because it's like, what's the point in calling a wizard? He doesn't have a cell phone. <laughs> he never goes exactly. home. What's your number? We'll be all... And I also like props to Harry for being like, well, I'm the boss. You guys should talk to me. It's like, you can't use a cell phone, dude. Go away. We got this. Yeah. Contingency upon contingency. Yeah. That's them. Yeah. I just, I Harry's like, like, I don't know. Yeah. It is just funny how everyone's just like, yeah, we we'll just shut up. Harry's pen. like, I bought pancakes, okay? Barely. Barely. <laughs> so, so we do find out that, that Kincaid is at the shelter and that the Red Cross is there for their routine blood drive. Props to Kincaid. He's, he's not lazy, okay? You're going to pay him a couple million and he's going to fucking go stake out the place all day long. I will say, you know, because Dresden didn't tell him to do that. Dude, just obvious as like, well, if I'm being paid for 10 hours, I might as well go sit outside this place and wait until you're ready. Well, and again, the due diligence to keep himself safe is probably what it is. But well, and also the fact that he knows what dress he's like, okay, so this guy showed up. His plan is find them, kill them. So you know what? I'm going to go go like, okay, fine, dude, found where they were. But yeah, I think it's probably a little bit fair that this falls under his whole part of the contract. (laughs) That he's like, hey, Dresden obviously is not as finessed at this as I am. He has not done this as many times as Kate can. He obviously is not thinking of all the angles, all the details. So yeah, you know, yeah, Kincaid, you might as well take it on yourself. Because exactly, he's going to save his ass in the end. But yeah, exactly. He's like, maybe I'm just going to go check out this place and see what's going down before we just show up there willy-nilly and <laughs> you know so so murphy immediately wants to call it in to like the, the other police and, but harry stops her and has to kind of talk her down from her righteous fury and murphy finally does agree to go with harry's plan instead because now well yeah because now there's more people now she's got red cross people she's got the homeless shelter staff actually the stand down was really awesome because that's you know it's not fair to do that to someone in front of their family when it's like their space and their gig and their guys, you know, same thing as Harry's not supposed to boss Murphy around in front of her SI guys, right? You wouldn't want to have this showdown of your your outsider, boyfriend, best friend, anyone, then telling you the law or whatever in front of them all. Mm. However, obviously this is a big deal for Supernatural and that's Harry's turf. But I did like the show stand down for a moment where they were both just like, bitch, who's in charge right now? I do wonder, though, how Kincaid knew about Cabrini since Harry only just found out because he had to send Bob out a second time, went to Pancakes without the information, then went home again and then got the Cabrini information. So clearly he must have called Kincaid at some point and sent him down there. But Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But it is funny. I'm like, bitch. (laughs) So somewhere between because didn't he get the information from Bob? And then get Morse code from Ebenezer and then run out to Ebenezer and go to the park. And then Kincaid is like, hey, bitch, I'm here. And he's like, oh, well, then why did I send Bob down there if you just figured it out on your own? Yeah, he must. I I, I don't recall now either. On his way to Ebenezer out in the car. He's like, just real quick, got to call Kincaid and tell him where to meet us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Went home from, he was at Thomas's. He, He was at house race. He went to Bob. Bob was useless. He sent, kicked Bob out again. Went to get pancakes. Didn't have any information for them. Went to the porn star set. Killed Emma. And then <laughs> went back home and talked to Bob. And Bob was like, bitch, I figured it out. And then Ebenezer was like, Morse code, bitch, I'm here. And then Harry's like, let's go to Wolf Park. And then they're like, let's go to Cabrini Green. And Kincaid is like, bitch, I'm here. <laughs> Meet me there. <laughs> like the only place that would have made sense is if he had called him while, well, like. Yeah, as he's heading out to Ebenezer. Yeah. He's like, just one moment, sir. Blamp fears, and also I gotta make a call. Blamp fires? What do you call them? Blampires. 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 Blamp. Blamp, blamp, blamp. So Kincaid has only had to have been there in the last, you know, 30 minutes, and as soon as he pulled up, he's like, oh no, not the Red Cross. 
got cut in edits and nobody noticed. Mm-hmm. It did, because, yeah, it doesn't really, nope, make any mention of him pausing to make a phone call. Mm. He also peed, but Butcher was like, I don't need to put that in there. It's fine. No, he <laughs> never put that part in there. That's, yeah. <laughs> he peed and made a phone call while he peed, so <laughs> just delete. <laughs> or alternatively, Kincaid just figured out, he's like, I don't know your sources, but they clearly suck. <laughs> Let me go track them down. He calls up the archive. Yeah, literally. I was like, hey, I And he already knows the, the, the map that Bob drew out, so he knows what's going on because he called the archive. He's like, who's writing Help Me in Chicago right now? Yeah. Uh, Harry tells Mama Murphy they've got to go do to work, and Murphy's mom makes him and Murphy burgers to take with them. Will you take care of my daughter? Yes, ma'am. Of course I will. Her blue eyes flashed fiercely, and she said, let me get you a piece of cake. I like that moment. It's cute. That's good. Oh, I'm glad there's something redeemable about her for you. She offered him cake. It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Somebody's got to feed the poor man. To all future in-laws, if you give me cake. <laughs> but gluten-free. Everything's forgiven. Yeah, it has to be gluten-free. I'll freak the fuck out. That's right. I got invited to a Christmas party that was not my own. A friend's Christmas party yesterday. Not a single gluten-free thing there. Oh, no. And I was like, dang, that's uncommon. <laughs> not even like some fruit or something? There was like a fruit. Okay, there was a fruit okay, platter. But, but, but of the... Yeah, I ate... And, ma- yeah. and the... Caesar salad had croutons in it, so I picked the croutons out and ate Caesar salad, and I was able to have the fruit tray. But I was like, "This is that's remarkable in this day and age. I've not had this problem yet since I've gotten my diagnosis." That's crazy, yeah. Usually, although I do like just before how they wrap it up, where she's where Mama Murphy's all like, "Oh, looks like that was quite the argument. It looks like you won." He's like, "Yeah, and I'll pay for it later." <laughs> yeah, I did, but it's like, "Yeah, yeah, you will." So yeah, here, have that cake. You're gonna need it. <laughs> this concludes our episode twelve point twenty the Murphy and Mafia. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and mcanalys.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. 